0: Yeah. You know a song i was thinking about today uh let me ask a few
1: questions have you sung it on the podcast recently no well there goes my first guess
0: it's not a seal song either which would be a very good
1: uh, so a there goes just... my first and second guess
0: <laughs>
1: um is it, is it sung by Gwen Stefani? No, it's a male
0: singer. I'm out. Uh, Mr. Jones and me tell Good each other fun. fairy tales. Stare at the beautiful manemem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, last week I told you about going down to uh, Tennessee to watch Sturgill. Yeah. In the car on the drive back. That song came on, and I did not know the words to that song, but the other four grown men sang that song at the top of their lungs, word yeah. for word, right? a gray guitar,
0: gray guitar and sing. I see, I thought it was and I just t- today, only today learned because i didn't I didn't know the part after Mr. Jones. Uh, when he says "Mr. Jones and me and them and them and them," I didn't know that part. It's uh, tell each other fairy tales. But after that, he says, "Look at the beautiful." I thought it said, "Look at the beautiful Emily," for all these years. But it's "Look at the beautiful women."
1: Wow, well, sexist. Yeah, well,
0: I do. I like the County Crows, man. Yeah, yeah. I, they're one of those '90s bands that y- you could either like them or hate them. You know, um, but I, I like them. Um, i don't hate him that guy's actually a pretty good songwriter i like some of his lyrics that song's kind of goofy but some great guitar i like long december's a good song
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah they 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 people that ride for him ride hard for him
0: yeah i mean they're not my favorite band in the world i went to see him two years ago now Oh yeah. Yeah, me, and my girlfriend Jackie went, went to see him, and uh, they opened up for Matchbox Twenty, which I am not a Matchbox Twenty fan. <laughs> yeah, she likes Matchbox Twenty a lot. I tolerate them, I guess, but they were actually they did a good. They they. I'm not into their music, but they were fine live. But did uh, Carlos Santana come out on stage? No, nah, I wish. <laughs> I would have burned the house down. I'm a part of a Facebook group called. Uh, what's the name of the song that he was at Smooth? Smooth featuring Carlos Santana, (laughs) (laughs) or no? Smooth featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox Twenty. That's the name of the group, and they just obsess about that song, and they'll just post like memes of like edited editing other things to like (laughs) say those lyrics and stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did the lead singer from the Counting Crows still have his dreadlocks?
0: He he did, but I'm gonna let you in on a secret. Did you know that that is a wig? No. Yes. That's a wig. So, so he can just walk around town without being spotted. I guess he's bald. That 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 that's a wig. And it, I I assume it wasn't always a wig. It was probably real at some point in time. But I think he said his like, you know, his hairline started receding. So,
1: yeah, he didn't want to be the guy with just the two dreadlocks in the back <laughs> of his head. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> the skullet of dreadlocks.
1: Oh and, man, I used uh, to always um, want dreadlocks.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you never did back, that.
1: Back when I was listening I'm to Long Beach Dub All-Stars. Back and
0: in Sublime Days.
1: Lamenting the loss of Bradley
0: Noel. Lamenting the loss of your money. <laughs> Why my money all gone? Um, uh, Back to Counting Crows, though. They were really good live. I enjoyed it. I like, they got a lot oh, of, they sure. got a lot of I mean, hits, man. They got a lot of good songs. That first album is yeah. really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, every now and again, somebody will ask me to put the you know, that's like one of those albums that, like it, you know, at the gym you would usually you play kind of more pump-up music or whatever. Yeah. But every now and again, somebody's like, "Hey, will you put on some Counting Crows?" Yeah, and uh, that was unprofessional.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy from Counting Crows calling in. I've arranged a special <laughs> hey, guest for today. <laughs> it's,
1: I'll tell I, you. I was when name? I was in that car with those guys singing. I was like full on. Hype about that song because <laughs> I was learning that song for the first time.
0: <laughs> Were you not familiar with that song? No,
1: I know you the know, song. You never I paid paid attention. Don't know the words. I remember
0: when it came out. It was like, it was it. It was on the radio a lot. It's like oh, of course. I think. It was like it.
1: You know, Mackenzie used to Mackenzie's old roommate used to date the bassist.
0: I think you told me that at one point in time. Yeah, it was a. I felt like, uh, you know, I had a claim to fame. Yeah, I feel like you should have a a deeper relationship with Counting Crows than you do because of that. (laughs) You never got vaccine passes or anything.
1: She was, uh, she was cool. You know, there's like nothing like that was like a good roommate. You know, like roommates are kind of a roll of the dice. You know, like she was cool. She was a great roommate, good, good friend to us, like whatever. Um, and just so happened that she dated the bassist to the Counting Crows. Wow. For like a long time, too. For like five years. You know, like she was dating him. Was his name Millard before. Powers? I don't remember that's what his name, name was. Dude.
0: I think his name was Miller. Yeah. Millard Powers. Yeah, that's that's who they have listed as the bass player. Adam Duritz is the lead singer. Duritz. That yeah. Dude, OK. That Thank dude you. Dated Jennifer Aniston back in the 90s, man. No, Of course. You saw that hair. I know, but he was always a schlub. It's not like he was ever you like. You saw yourself. He's a great songwriter. Yeah, I know. I guess that's what he got by on that and that wig. Modern day Shakespeare, that that nice that nice wig.
1: does not he say I want to be Bob Dylan?
0: No, I don't think so. You sure? I I think you're about to get (laughs) in that song. Yeah. He don't say I want to be. Hold on, I've got the lyrics pulled up right now. (laughs) Control F. Dylan. Nope. Don't say nothing about no Bob Dylan. Uh, um, yeah. I want to be something beautiful. He wants to be beautiful, is what he wants to be.
1: Mm, 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 mm. It's in there. No, it's not. It's in there. I Googled it just now. It I want to be Bob Dylan. It's the final verse. No, it's not. Stumbling through the barrio. Yeah, we stare at the beautiful women. She's perfect for you, man. There's got to be somebody for me. I want to be Bob Dylan. Damn
0: it. He says, the. I, I didn't have the whole lyrics pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I want. He specifically he doesn't like allude to it. He just says I want to be, I want to be Bob just Dylan. Out
1: of nowhere, I want to be Bob Dylan. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's nothing to do with the rest of the song, but I want to be mm-hmm. Bob Dylan. I want to be Bob Dylan. All right. Well, So what's up? What's up? I had a incident today for the listeners that don't that are that are in our private text messages to each other, which why would they is, be? But, um, <laughs> Groove and I both send messages to each other that come from our like local community groups. we talked a little bit about on the show, yeah, email yeah. groups and stuff. Did you get the one I sent you today? Yeah. <laughs> so i mean, uh, I'm in the, ours is the app. It's the next door app or whatever. Yeah. Right. I, I don't pay attention to it. Cause it goes to one of those Gmail folders that I just bear it. Like it funnels it off to that folder. And I, I accidentally looked at the folder today and I was like, Oh, what is this PayPal? I clicked on it and it takes you to the, to the thing for my community. And somebody had just posted their PayPal address. Like the link that you give somebody to pay you. Um, and no, no words, no just explanation, just the PayPal (laughs) thing was in there. And I was like, Oh, what's this? And then somebody, luckily somebody else replied question mark. (laughs) And that person, the original the original poster, OP, replied, Oh, sorry, that was so that the person who's buying my bed can pay me. And I'm like, How That's- did how did you you just so you just put the PayPal link on there and were like, Hey, I've put a PayPal link on our next door server that you're probably not a part of because unless you're living in our neighborhood and they're buying the bed, it's there. Go pay me. People, man. How do they? The, how do they have enough? Like, how does that person know how to use the Nextdoor app and have uh, uh, proficient enough at the internet to use PayPal, but just does something like that?
1: I, you know, I it warms my heart that you waste your time wondering
0: about it. Well, I like for things <laughs> to like make sense, you know. Sure. I don't know. I well, I sent him a dollar. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I sent him a dollar. <laughs> I figured it was the greatest thing I could do because either one day, A, it'll brighten their day, so I've done a good deed. Everybody, it's great to get a dollar, right? Somebody, some stranger just sent you a dollar. Or B, the even better thing is they'll probably just freak the fuck out.
1: It's just like, hey, it seems like you need this more than me.
0: So the, the, not, I, I, you know how people, they, you know, I assume this person's older, and you know how they freak out about, oh, they, tr- they scammed me. Somehow they yeah. scammed me. They sent me a dollar. It's got to be one of those how scams. they this
1: dollar, they're going to have access to my bank Wh- account. Where
0: did the dollar come from? So, what's your height this week? Well, first, I guess I need to say what we're doing here. This is, <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> this is only like their old. I've done a terrible job with the lately. I was just so worried about starting it off strong that I haven't done the right interest. Uh you
1: shouldn't worry. I mean, like you said yourself, humbly, you've got golden pipes and you gotta flex them.
0: I do. Yeah. I the people need to hear it. Uh, this is my outlet. They've missed out for so long. Um, this is episode one thirty two of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, What's the hype? I'm J and with me is Groove. Hey Um yeah, episode one thirty two. Uh <laughs> Notably, my girlfriend listened to an older episode. I don't know what, you know, pre our reboot or whatever. And she said that yeah. we talked about Veep on there, the show Veep. Ooh. But I, I thought that Veep was newer than that. Has Veep been on no. the air for five years? Veep, I mean, that was like, I think it was five or six seasons. So five, That I, she was like, yeah, you talked about it and Groove was into it and you were like, well, it didn't really... It started people. in 2012. Well, I guess that's that's right then. That would that that's funny. Did you ever circle back to V? Did you ever enjoy it? No, uh Jackie's watching it now. And um is she watching it cuz I talked about it on the podcast? No, it's no, she good. was watching it before that. <laughs> um and <laughs> don't, don't let your little ego uh, you know get <laughs> stroked by that. Um she, she she's watching it and I've been p- she She's watching it as a show that we're not watching together, but it's yeah. on when I'm doing other stuff. And actually, it's it's been pretty funny. It's, it's well-written. It's got some funny stuff. I think, I think that if I, I think the first episode just didn't grab me and I just didn't hate it, but I just didn't go, you know, go for it. I think that if I watched it now, I'd probably like it.
1: The original writer Armando Iannucci left after two or three seasons, and the guy that came in to run the show after that—I can't remember what his history is—but he was known as like just this like mercenary joke writer. Like the joke is the thing that matters more than anything else. And later in the seasons, like the last two seasons, are just an just like an automatic machine gun joke 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 but it's still it's not like um you know set up punchline type joke it's that's still that same kind of like cutting biting it, it, like style of humor i i i thought it was an incredible show all the way through to the end i like both show runners um but by the end it became less a little bit less politics and more just like let's see how many just really funny things we can cram into this show all at once right um and you know everybody in that cast is really good i for somebody like yourself to say it's pretty funny is me thinking you're not really watching it when it's on because if you'd sit down and just like leave your phone down and watch it it is a slaughterhouse
0: yeah that's what i'm not i'm not shitting on it when i want to say it's pretty funny i'm not downplaying it. Yeah. i'm saying the stu- the bits that i have heard are they're funny enough to make me go oh this is probably pretty good
1: yeah in fact now you got me thinking about it i might go back into a rewatch of it because i'm nearing the end of one of the shows that i rewatch you know like at mealtime yeah and uh i've never done a rewatch of that show
0: which show veep like i've never never... you never did a rewatch of it
1: yeah i only ever watched it from season one and i would just watch it when it would air and it finished last year yeah like it's over and um and so i'm thinking i may start back up at season one and see if it's as good as i remember
0: it yeah yeah Yeah. it seems i I mean i like shows that are well, well written and it seems like it's well written so um yeah so what's the hype for me yeah
1: Um, so (laughs) this is both hype and not hype for me. I'm, I'm going to, well, it's not, so it's more hype than not hype, but I, uh, on Friday, it was my 10 year wedding anniversary.
0: Oh yeah. That's right. I saw that.
1: Yeah. So Mackenzie and I, we were going to have a party at our house and, of course, the pandemic meant that we, we canceled it, right? It was going to be a pretty big deal, like a pretty big party. We were going to like renew our vows and stuff like that. and But we canceled it back in April, you know, preemptively so that uh, nobody bought any travel tickets or anything like that. Yeah. And when we canceled it, we just kind of like forgot to plan for our anniversary and didn't think too much about it until like the week of... And I knew that I was, I knew what gift I was going to be getting her. Yeah. And so it was just a simple fact of getting that gift and writing her a nice card. And did you, <clears throat> that did was you follow but,
0: the, uh, the rules of like the year or such or whatever? Is there, a, a I,
1: t- I follow year? the rules. Yeah. I follow the rules every year. I, I take the rules as inspiration because it's so like, like wood.
0: Year, whatever yeah. Year six is wood. Summer. And
1: I got her, I got her a bonsai tree.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So, you know, so I don't necessarily just get like a wooden gift. Like that's lame. You're like, here's a baseball um, bat.
0: What's that? Here's a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, <he's a> Louisville <laughs> Slugger. Yeah.
1: Um And so I, I got her a gift and I you know, I wrote her a card and, and it was Thursday. so Thursday night, she was like, Yeah, I haven't really like done a lot of planning for this year because I kind of forgot. And I was like, that's totally fine. Like, I don't, you know, like it's okay. Like we'll have our party next year. That was what we were planning on. It's no big deal. We'll just have dinner together. And so I went to work on Friday morning and I get home at about five o'clock and I pull into the driveway. Now our front yard is like a normal front yard. It's nothing special, no big deal. And you drive the, the driveways on the right side of the house. So I when you go into the backyard the backyard opens up a lot so we spend all of our time in the backyard we don't spend any time in the front yard yeah. and Mackenzie's done a ton of like landscaping and flower you know gardening and stuff like that it's really it's really beautiful in the backyard and we've got this like brick patio it's not raised it's ground level you step you know you there's like two steps up to the back door so you come down the back door and there's a big brick patio with like a pergola On uh, around it and you can see that patio when you pull into the driveway when you get to the parking spot and so I I pull in and I park and I look and I see that our bed from our bedroom the bed that we sleep on every night inside of our house is on that brick patio
0: (laughs) yeah you sent me pictures of this so now I realize now now I understand why that was because it's part of your anniversary. So
1: yeah. Should, so yeah. she's she's gone through the trouble of getting these linens that she has for like her work, these big, you know, probably ten foot long and five foot wide yeah. billowy just, things. Billy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pieces of cloth. And she's used like her clamps that she yeah. uses for work to hang them from the pergola. And she's got bedside tables on either side of the bed. And it's Very obvious that she has spent the majority of the day preparing this. Yeah. And she had a grocery list for me to buy, and she was ready to prepare dinner. And we were going to eat dinner out of – like, we were going to cook the fish equivalent of foil burgers over the fire in a fire pit in the backyard. And we have this outdoor screen, so we're going to watch a movie outside. Yep, And it was a recreation of one of the trips that we took when we were, um, it was about s- six years ago. We went glamping and she loved it. It was for an anniversary and I took her because we alternate years. She does the even years and I do the odd years for mm-hmm. planning our anniversary. And one of the gifts for 10 years is aluminum. Yep. And so that, there comes the foil burgers, right? Yep. So it's this well thought out, just overwhelmingly sweet and Wobble. adorable yep. gesture that took her so much time and work to prepare. And I pull in the driveway and my first thought was, God
0: damn it, I'm going to have to clean this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> what What an asshole.
1: I am. And, and, deserve, and my second thought don't was, don't deserve her. What an asshole!
0: Yeah, good. He should think that. That's a very thoughtful thing that she did. It looked, <laughs> it looked legit. It like looked like it looked like a resort kind
1: of. Oh yeah, kind of like I mean it was gorgeous. It was crazy, and and you know, so I get out, and and what I'm trying to do is control my response so that I don't let on that maybe I'm a little bit apprehensive about this whole thing because you know, I'm I cannot shake the thought. That I'm going to be the one to wake up tomorrow and have to clean all this up by myself. (laughs) And so what I started to do, which is, you know, when I cannot hide what I'm thinking to my wife, who knows me very well, I just start giggling. Yeah. And... And I must have had a laughing fit for about five minutes straight. Uh, she sat there and goes, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, he's not into it. Oh, no. And, he- like, all the neighbors knew that this was happening. And so they're all kind of, like, milling around in their backyard, kind of watching and, like, waiting to hear from us. How, you know, because apparently she had a couple of neighbors come over and help her carry this freaking You know, king size Casper mattress down the freaking stairs into the backyard and set up the bed frame and that kind of stuff. And it was an ordeal. It took them over an hour to do, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And here I am. I get out of the car and I think to myself, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you're not what the fuck. Like, this is stupid. You're like, what the fuck? I got to clean this up.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah. it took me by surprise. I'm not great with surprises. Usually with a surprise, I go immediately into like what's the worst thing that's going to happen here, you know. And uh but it turned out, I mean it turned out to be so nice. Like yeah. we we cooked outside. It was perfect weather. We set up the screen and you know, we we ate dinner until it got dark and then we and then we put on a movie and it was so comfortable outside, like, the breeze and the and the weather. Like, I was asleep in 30 minutes. Oh, wow. And everybody that, you know, saw pictures of it, they were saying, like, oh, man, you're not going to sleep at all. I didn't wake up once until it was 4 a.m. and the birds were chirping and I had to pee. And I just woke up, went in, slept on the couch until about, you know, 7 a.m. and then did my morning routine. And, and Mackenzie slept on the couch about the same time. And lo and behold, she slept until about, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And I was out and there from out there 9 a.m. until 1.30, just, damn it, you know, cleaning it all up myself, which was fine. At t- I, I was assuming that I would be kind of like a little bit resentful to be doing it by myself. But I was happy to have gotten to be able to do that because it allowed me to understand just how much work she had put into it. Yeah. You know, and and. Appreciate um appreciate it. Yeah. And it felt good to have it basically done by the time she woke up, so that she didn't have to deal with it at all. Yeah, um, but but so the hype was that it wound up being a lot cooler than I thought I was going to be. The but then not the hype was the fact that you know I spent
0: five and a half hours <laughs> carrying shit back upstairs the next <laughs> day. Shit, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Oh, look. Uh, what look about cool? you? My hype is that um. So my cat that I've had forever. You know her, Veruca. Um, Mm -hmm. She has had some health problems lately. She was really, she had like a cold last week or something, uh, or two weeks ago, and we were really worried about her. So I took her to the vet, and they were like, well, her teeth are really bad, and we think this is causing her to have these other problems, so we need to take her teeth out. But we've got to run some tests to find out she's healthy enough to do do that surgery. And so I was like super nervous because it took like a week to get the results back because it like, they everybody's the vets are backed up right now because they nobody's been taking their people are just now taking their animals to the vet because of the shutdown and everything anyway they got the results back and they were like she was like wow this cat is like super healthy for being 14 years old and we're gonna be able to do a surgery so and it's gonna like really improve her like you know i don't know how many years we have left with her so it's gonna improve her life for the next couple of years so that was what it's you know huge relief to me yeah we lost her brother last year and it just devastated me so um but you know that's that's my hype i guess um when's the surgery uh we haven't set it up yet but i assume within the next couple weeks or something it'll be a day thing where we just drop her off and then pick her out later i think um but they do have to take all her teeth out she has really bad teeth she's always had bad teeth but apparently she's been in pain and just can't tell us that which sucks, yeah. but we're getting it worked out, you know, so. so. So is that
1: hype and not the hype at the same time, too?
0: Well, not the hype is going to be paying the vet bill, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just glad that it was good news because, damn, I could use some lately. I feel you. Um, Yes, that's my hype. Um, you're not the hype was breaking everything down from that? Yeah. So my not the hype... Uh, man, I'm I'm just a bummer this episode. might not the hype is I think I might have to get my gallbladder taken out.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure yet. I've had this gut issue that's been going on for like two years and I've gone and done all the tests and stuff like twice. And every time they've come back and been like, we don't know what it is. What do you think it is? I'm like, why are you asking me what it is? You're the doctors. I know I seem like an expert on everything, but I don't know anything about this. I've done, like, the CAT scan, everything. I thought it was my pancreas or something. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to... Do they do pancreas, you know, transplants? (laughs) I don't know. And uh, all my results for my organs and stuff came back good, but they can't really test the gallbladder, I guess. They just kind of have to, like... It just goes bad, and you just have an attack and have to get it taken out, or they preemptively take it out. But it's kind of the last (laughs) piece of the puzzle, and it's just consistently hurts a little bit there where it is i don't um, even really know where the gallbladder is where it is so it's like or on the, what it is it's on the right side and it's like right at the bottom of your rib cage i think i mean that's where the pain is um it, the gallbladder like helps process fats i guess but um and like greasy food and stuff you don't need it though that's why they're able to take it out um, i
1: saw them chicken wings
0: well, that's the fun. I knew you were going to bring that up. But I do talk about greasy food and stuff on the podcast. But su- surprisingly, I we eat pretty good, you know. We eat pretty healthy. We don't eat a lot of really greasy stuff other than the occasional order of chicken wings. Um, But my it runs in my family. Like My dad and my brother had to have theirs taken out, you know. Yeah. But I'm just, I hate the doctor, number one. I'm scared because I haven't had surgery since I had my tonsils taken out. Mm-hmm. and i'm also like well i've got health insurance but like i don't know how much it's gonna cost you know yep i don't want to pay like i don't want it to be like oh it's fifty thousand dollars or something like y'all ain't getting that money
1: well fuck i'll take that shit out yeah, myself
0: that's i declare bankruptcy <laughs> yeah oh. um so i but i don't know if i'm gonna have to get and the other frustrating thing is like because they're so like well everything looks great but you can either choose to have us talk about taking it out or not. So now I have to like go through the hoops of like going to talk to the surgeon and see if they want to take it out and all that stuff. And so, but apparently it's not that bad of a surgery anymore. Like my brother yeah, had it done. And it was I like, have,
1: I have heard that. Like my, I remember my dad talking about when he went like, back in when he was in like college or right after college, they were like, you need to get this taken out. And he was like, yeah, right. This surgery is not safe. And he waited like 10 or 15 yeah. years, you know, and then got it taken out.
0: And it's probably way better now than even when he got it taken out. So, yeah. When my dad yeah. got it taken out, my dad was in the hospital for like a week. Like it was a big deal, you know, but that was a long, long, long time ago. Um, but yeah, I think it's a day surgery now. But still, yeah, I bet man, it is. I don't like I don't like the anesthesia and all that shit like I don't know but I'm tired of it just it's it's like not it doesn't it's not overwhelmingly painful it's just annoying so it's just enough to like when it's bad it ruins my day
1: No it's just like being friends with me Yeah
0: yeah it's like a little you like right under my rib cage just poking right there just uh poking <laughs> Just for the sharp stick Not even a striped stick. It's like a blunt stick. It's like a, you know, it's not like I said. It's not overly painful. It's just enough to like make me worried, which doesn't help. The worst thing about them not being able to figure it out is like (laughs) I don't know if you ever tried to Google something that is wrong with your body. (laughs) Every symptom. (laughs) I avoid that. Every symptom is a symptom of everything. You know, it's like. You described the pain, and it's like, well, it could be anything from toe cancer to uh, gingivitis. It's like, really? From right under my rib cage? Incredible. Gotta do with my teeth. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry that that's kind of a bummer thing to talk about, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, it just turns out that both of
0: us are just bummers this week. I (whistles) I don't even think I've laughed. Debbie Downer. At least I sent that dollar to that person. (laughs)
1: <laughs> At least your girlfriend thinks I have great taste in television.
0: Yeah, there you go. Got that going for you. What season is she on? Just one, I think. She takes a long time to watch shows. She'll start okay. like a bunch of different shows, and then she has this weird, I can't keep up with what day she watches what shows. She's watching Family Ties right now, T. Why? I, she likes it. It's like I, I mean, watched it back when it was on, but that's because it was the only thing on TV that night, you know. Yeah. So now we have choices of all this kind of stuff. Michael J. Fox is pretty good in that show, though. So. Well, I'm,
1: I'm I'm just thinking on Michael J. Fox. I'm 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 really only attached to him from one thing. And it's not back to the future. And I don't think I've seen it in, in much of anything else. Other than back to the, I, I don't think I've seen a back to the future movie from beginning to end ever in my life. Really? Yeah. I've seen, I've seen scenes, you yeah. know, I, I understand the concept. I, I know in one of them, they go to the wild West. Yeah. Um, one. that i am just never, it's never really hit me, but I was, but I really remember him from Your enthusiasm.
0: Oh, I didn't I, see. I, I have only watched bits and pieces of Your enthusiasm. So I didn't realize he was on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he has, you know, he's in a season as one of the. It's so funny with *Curb Your Enthusiasm* who plays themselves versus who plays a character. character. Yeah, like Michael J. Fox plays himself, but Vince Vaughn plays a character. <laughs> yeah, you know. Anyway, um, yeah. So I, I didn't even know. I've never seen an episode of *Family Ties*, and I don't, I don't think I'm ever gonna.
0: Well, you're not really missing much, but it's got a it's got a banging theme song. Okay. All right. Does it, it slap? It ends with Sha-na-na-na. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. I'll follow up on that. Yeah. Um, I used to watch it when I was a kid when it was on TV, but like I said, there was nothing else to watch. It was Sunday night. You watch that, you know? Yeah. Or whatever night it was on. I think it was on Sundays, but yeah, it's kind of kind of odd that she's into that, but whatever. What is that on? We have the CBS thing. Um, CBS on demand thing. Yeah, you really got to get all your NCIS in. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love I love NCIS. Um, especially the one with LL Cool J on it. Isn't he on one of those? He's on CSI, right? Well, that that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sounded
1: we, like a true CBS target audience member. Yeah,
0: No, we got it to watch uh, the new Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. Because I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan, so we got it for that. I was like, we have to least...
1: Does it does it come with USA?
0: Does it does the USA channel come with it? Yeah. No? Why?
1: I don't It just seems like you'd be Yeah, we we're watching Twilight Zone, but also suits.
0: <laughs> Burn notice. Heck of shit. Longmire. I never I never was a USA guy i never watched the usa shows silk stockings yeah. Silk. Stock, wasn't that C- cinemax no it was on usa
1: red shoe diaries that's what that's I'm on thinking. cinemax that's Skinemax.
0: yeah
1: oh man yeah well i mean usa is trying to be cool now they had that show from andy greenwald oh, yeah, really? i didn't watch
0: oh is it over now uh, well, I mean, I think season one's done. I was think it, it like came. a? It's a documentary kind of thing.
1: No, it was a, it was a, it was a detective story, uh, crime story, uh, with Rosario Dawson going back to the town where she came from because her sister was like murdered, and so she was gonna solve the crime herself. And
0: Rosario Dawson investigates. Is that what it
1: was? <laughs> Gareth Keenan investigates. <laughs>
0: What's your hype still out? My hype's still out. Man, I'm thinking about quitting, not going back to club DJing after this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I've been the past, like, four or five years, I've been playing regularly in the clubs. Like, I started doing it just here and there, probably about the time we were finishing up the podcast before. Um, and then I got to where, like, I became the resident at a place, and I left that place and went somewhere else. And, like, it's just got to the point where I really enjoyed it when I started doing it. And it is a, a, you know, it's a big part of my income or decent enough part that it's like, I can't just, it's, it's a decision to make, you know, to give it up. But I'm just, I, it makes me miserable. I hate it. I hate doing it now. Um, so you think you're not going to ever
1: DJ ever again?
0: No, I think I'll still do private events. I would like to go back to doing it infrequently enough to where I still where, where I enjoy it again. You know, yeah. I would like to play gigs where I could play generally what I want to play, which there are some out there. But I can't take those gigs because I'm so tied into these club gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I'll do, you know, I do four or five weddings a year usually. So I'll continue to do that and private corporate events and stuff like that every now and then. But like I just have like over this past three months I haven't DJed at all and I've had no desire to and I've been so much happier. I'm not well, I hope happy, You haven't. I've not been happy. Let's make <laughs> let's make that known. <laughs> I'm never happy, but I've been happier than I was. I was I was just dreading it every time having to go and just like thinking about the night and being like this is gonna last till two a.m. and I got to pack all this stuff up and all this stuff's heavy and the crowds have just been terrible lately. You know. Well, not lately, but before this thing. And it just progressively worse, just rude, obnoxious, and demanding. And just I'm like, man, I ain't getting paid enough to deal with this, you know. Such babysitting adults.
1: Well, I think, you know, if if the people that are, you know, contracting you to do this give you a hard time, maybe just show up one more time and play back that ass up on repeat for seven hours.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, go out. with no, a Difficult, bang. No, yeah. difficult
1: your way out of it.
0: Yeah, just get fired. Just play, pitbull play blurred all lines night. on loop for one time. I looped blurred lines. So people were being so annoying, requesting blurred lines that I was like, "Fuck this!" And I looped it for thirty minutes. So <laughs> I I let it play and I, it looped in us. I I beat matched it back into itself, right? And so it and it went on for thirty minutes. I was like, I'm gonna show them you know it's gonna be this death march on the dance floor and they're just gonna you know they're be passing out and they they loved, they, they loved it they loved it yeah i was just about to say they fucking, fucking loved, it. loved it i could have played it the whole rest of the fucking night and at that that was the point where my last bit of my soul that wasn't crushed was just like <clears throat> the, the the fire in my in my soul was just finally extinguished in that moment fuck this
1: well, my my hype still out is is wondering whether or not you got a recipe for us this
0: week. <laughs> I don't, but that uh, did you did you do the 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 foil fish and the? Yeah. So,
1: uh, six ounce cut of salmon, skin on, on top of a bed of asparagus with you know herbs and spices and whatnot. Wrap it in foil. Put it on a fire for fifteen minutes or put it on the grill. Uh, we also diced up uh you know Yukon gold t- potatoes and yeah. put them in a separate foil
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you cook those for ten minutes on the fire and then you open up the foil and throw a bunch of cheese in there Oh yeah put it back on the fire it was uh it was delicious
0: yeah that that tin foil cooking like that works really good with fish we were when we were traveling. Um, in Spain, we could just, we had to cook what we could find and we had tinfoil. And so we would go to the fish market and get, we'd get a fish with the head on and we get some kind of oily fish, like a trout yeah, and then stuff it with like whatever was cilantro. We put mint in it sometimes, just whatever kind of herbs you can get, put a bunch of lemon in there and wrap it up, throw it in there for like 20 minutes. And then you, uh, the, it gets so tender that you can just pull the bones right out. So yeah. It's like a cartoon almost. You just, whoop, Right out of it, and you got the two nice fillets there. Delicious.
1: Yeah, it's something to be something to be said for foil cooking. Yeah. Underappreciated the old foil cook.
0: Yeah. Agree. We do um, Boy Scouts all the time. So. What have you been consuming? So, uh, I've been follow up on some other stuff that we've talked about in the past. I finally listened heavily to uh, Waxahachie. Oh yeah, your recommendation. Which you should be honored because usually I wait a few years before I listen to. Something. Oh, I'm
1: I'm 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 sitting here with my hands around my head, just just ready to bask in the glow <laughs> of of you saying
0: what you're about saying to say. that Go you're on. a genius for choosing music. <laughs> no, I, I finally listened. I was listening to songs and then I finally that she. I feel like I, with her, I needed to listen to the album, the whole thing. Yep. And so I did, and that Saint Cloud album, which is her most recent one. Um, that we, we re- referenced the song fire on the, um, I think it's called, it was called fire yeah, on the podcast, which is fantastic. And probably still my favorite song on the album, but yep. the album, the whole album is just great. I love the beat. The first song and the last song are just fantastic and great bookends to it. And then it's just a really good album, like solid all the way through.
1: Yeah. She talks about, um, constructing albums like that and giving, attention to the album as a whole. Like people, I, I've watched a bunch of interviews with her, you know, cause I, I went, I went hard in, you know, about three months ago, four months ago. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So she talks about like, yeah, she doesn't really think about writing songs so much as thinks about writing an album, you know, and, um, how those first and last songs are intentional and meant to be bookends. And, I, I think about it a lot with the uh, the Ivy Trip album because the first song on that Ivy Trip album is one of the most like tone setting first songs for an album that I've heard in years. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I was excited that you you bought the vinyl. Like when you, you so you bought the vinyl, you sent me a picture and you said the one thing that I try to do with my record collection is I only buy records that I can play straight through with no skipping, and that's how I feel about that album as well.
0: Yeah, it is a full album, and I haven't listened to, back to the DJing thing, because of, DJing has made me hate listening to music, and Mm -hmm. because I've gotten away from it over these months, I've been listening to music more, and also us doing the show, and like, I can't tell you the last time I listened to a whole album, you know, Um, and really felt like, this is an album, and it deserves to be an album, it's not just a couple songs I want to listen to. Uh, So, I picked it, yeah, I picked it up on vinyl, ordered it, it's got a huge poster in it, it's like a really nice vinyl. Um,
1: Yeah. So for people that are listening to this podcast in real time, as we update them, um, this was the second week um, on Monday nights at 9pm. Katie Crutchfield, the lady behind Waxahachie is playing one album every Monday from beginning to end. And you can like, you know, I, I can't remember how much it is. I think it's like $5 you buy an online ticket and you can watch her play so she's two albums in she's going in chronological order from her oldest to her newest album so i think in another two weeks she'll be playing the saint cloud uh album from beginning to end and i am i work until 9 p.m on monday nights but those last two weeks so not this monday but the next two mondays i'm going to try and like rush home as soon as i can to catch at least the second half of the album i might just stay at work and just pull just up my computer
0: yeah. and, and and watch it yeah i might check that out too yeah
1: the yeah. the first the the so i had that album right when it came out because i was familiar with her and you know like it's not like i bought the album i was just like i went straight to it on spotify and i started listening to it and i really enjoyed it i thought it was good um but when and i've told this story before so I'll i'll keep it light but when the everybody started sheltering in place she lives with her boyfriend who's a musician as well and they decided on thursday nights that they were going to start going live on instagram and just playing some of their songs but also covers and they would have call-ins from their friends and it was just like they called it the weekly rodeo and they they read poetry they they had this one person who's this like dance choreographer who choreographed and danced in one of her music videos and she would like call in and dance to one of the songs as they played it and all the they were responding to the comments and the instagram live it was just really fun to like hang out and watch for an hour and a half or whatever and that's when i really really got into listening to not just that album but some of the older albums as well and um and so i'm pretty excited i i know how she's playing at home and I think it'll be worth tuning in to her playing that album straight through.
0: Yeah, I'd I like to check that out just to see how she, you know, what how she performs it and presents it. Yeah. She's
1: also got some, um, the, her last album she was on, I don't know if you watch these, but KEXP is a radio station in like, I yeah. think Seattle. Yeah. And, and they'll have musicians come through and perform live, and they do a really good job of filming those performances. Yeah, I've seen some
0: of those. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So she's got a good set on on that, and you can see her twin sisters in the band.
0: Yeah, I found out that she had a twin sister because I watched their uh, Amoeba Records thing, where it's like what's in the bag. Where? Oh yeah. Have you watched that before? Where they had they they artists go to the Amoeba Records and pick out some albums that they like and show them, and it's like they bought them there and whatever. But her, she was on there with her sister. I didn't realize she had a twin sister, but that's they started at the same time in the same band, I guess.
1: I haven't seen that one, but I've seen those episodes before. And in fact, that's a segue to my What You've Been Consuming. Yeah. Um, there's one band that I've listened to a complete album of every single day since last June. Yeah. And that's His Golden Messenger and i'm not necessarily sure that you'd really enjoy that band per se i think it's worth checking out i mean obviously if somebody's going to listen to one band every single day for an entire year then like that person's going to be making the recommendation that somebody else listen to that music but right um i it kind of blew my mind that uh, that it's june again and i was familiar with this band and i'm not i, I guess i will i don't need to go all into it but This guy, MC Taylor, was in other bands in the past. He grew up in San Francisco. And when he realized that the band that he was in wasn't really going to, they had basically done all that they could do, that they knew there wasn't much more of a future in him. And for them, he and his wife moved to Durham, North Carolina. And he went to grad school and he was a student again, but he still wanted to make music. So he recorded a couple of albums in his kitchen under this project named His Golden Messenger. And so the first two or three albums sound kind of singer song like, like iron and wine early albums, you know, where it's just this guy kind of like half singing, half whispering into a microphone and playing an acoustic guitar. And then As he got to know people in the Triangle, uh, he expanded the scope of the project. And other musicians started playing in the band, even though it was still kind of his project and he was writing the songs and stuff. And it is is 100% my kind of music. It's like folk pop music. And when... I was familiar with the band. I I thought my first impression when I heard the name of like his golden messenger is H I S S. I was like, I don't know that I'm not in on that. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> nope. literally judging a book by its cover. Yeah. And I passed on a few opportunities to see this band live, notably at the Newport Folk <laughs> Festival. And then last summer there was a set at the festival that was called Songs for Beginners, which was that's this Graham Nash album Mm -hmm. and a bunch of different musicians got on stage and everybody covered one song from that album. And when my favorite song from that album was being covered, it was being covered by MC Taylor from his gold messenger. And I was like, dude, this guy rocked this fucking song. I'm going to have to go check him out. And it turns out this other musician, like these several other musicians who's, solo careers I follow are in this fucking band. <laughs> and wow. so it's been like this collection of all these all-star varsity level musicians. And the music that they make is stuff that I really, really like. And so that was when I started listening to those albums every day. And it was a couple months ago that I went to see them because they, they came out with a new record, or he came out with a new record this past year in 2019. he was touring it so i went to i went to the tour and i'm i'm at this general admission venue in boston it's like you know 1500 people you know it's big enough to feel big but small enough that i showed up early and i i got right up at the stage and i i watched you know the whole show from the front and i was there I was Since it was general admission, I was one of the last ones to be walking out, and I decided to go over to the merch table and get some merch. And as I'm buying the stuff, the lady hands me a Sharpie, and she's like, why don't you go get him to sign it? And I look to my left, and he's standing over there with a couple other people just chit-chatting, and, uh, and that's not really like me, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to put him out. But I, I go over there, and, um, and he's signing somebody else's stuff by the time I get over there, so I'm naturally the next person. And this guy sat there and freaking chit chatted with me for like twenty five minutes, man.
0: Nice. That's cool.
1: I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to talk to him. You know, he's trying to wind down from a show. I don't want to get in his way. And he started asking me questions about like my life and me. And I won't go into the whole story about it, but but I really kind of solidified. I told him, I was like, dude, this might sound fucked up, but I didn't, I didn't ever really listen to you until I realized, (laughs) you know, I was like, I saw you at Newport and then I realized Phil cook was in your band. And I was like, I'll check these guys out. And I've been listening to you every day since. And he was like, really? That's crazy. You know, he's like, what do you do here? You know, where, where are you from? And all sorts of stuff. And we talked about North Carolina, you know, like merge records. Anyway, it was, it was cool. And, um, And we, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't, he made like some book recommendations and I like followed up with him via Instagram on the book recommendations. (laughs) It was like, cool, cool, sweet. So if you read this, you'll like that. Go check that out. (laughs) But the music is good. That's cool. And it's like, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary of Fanboy, you know, like whatever. And uh, I still, I'm not tired. I mean, he's got like seven or eight albums and uh and so it's easy to rotate through a bunch of different ones and they have different there's different vibes you know to different albums but um that was a lot of talking about one band that probably not a lot of people are <laughs> going to love but I I strongly recommend check out if you're going to check out this band start with the album lateness of dancers which I think is the one that's most accessible it's like it's got a lot of more upbeat melodies and and good guitar riffs you know it's yeah. just good music
0: I'll check it out it sounds like some of my I like uh, Ninja T did yeah,
1: all right. Yeah, after we started back, he like he took whatever our music recommendations yeah, were from the first episode and he like texted me. He was like, Hey, uh, what else what else do I need to listen to? And I obviously okay. immediately said Hits gold messenger. And I didn't say which album. And he was like, you know, about the next day he was like, Man, I really like that lateness of dancers album. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja T. You
0: yeah. Ninch, he's got a wide horizon on his uh, for musical tastes, you know, so that doesn't sure does. Me. Um,
1: he's the one that introduced us to trial time by Mr.
0: Big. He did. The last Mr. Big, R.I.P. Um, the other thing I listen to is the, another album you sent me, which is the Neverly Boys album, which is the- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, it's one of the guys from um, it's the dark side of everything. It's one of the guys from TV on the radio and then this other singer-songwriter guy um, that I guess is well-known, but I've never heard of before. Right. Um, so he can't be that great. Um, <laughs> no, it's really good, though. It's, um, it sounds a lot like TV on the radio to me, but more stripped down, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's fantastic. definitely got that
1: same TV on the radio style.
0: Yeah. But it's it's a, it's a it's an interesting album. It's got some like heavy... Uh, it, it, it seems like someone went through a breakout. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> on their birthday.
0: Yeah. But it's it's catchy. They got catchy songs, but it's really good. And it's another one that like there's a lot of the songs on there I like and they flow together. And um I've listened to that a lot. I mean, that album is like in the running for me for album of the year, like as far as personal, you know, what I would choose that and the wax, wax album. Um It's just great. From start to finish, this Neverly Boys album's great. And I wonder, I I guess The Dark Side of Everything is a reference to Dark Side of the Moon?
1: I have no idea.
0: Well, the funny thing is, when you listen to it, especially some of the later songs, one of the later songs has some sounds in it that sound very Pink Floyd. And I don't know if it was an homage to it, it, and it specifically sounds like some sounds from... It's not like they sampled it, but it's like almost like an homage to Dark Side of the Moon in a way. Mm-hmm. Um not not have you'd have you kind of have to f- listen for it but um I'd be interested to hear that there's not much information about them online though, um other yeah. than, other than check out tv on the radio um and the album's not you can't even they, they they don't have it on cd or vinyl or anything like it's just download only and on spotify Pebbles yeah
1: that. I, that's one of those albums where like if I flared up real hard for me and I, I listened to it like you know nonstop for like three days and then I I completely forgot that I was listening to it until you mentioned it and now I'm gonna go back to listen I've to been it. going
0: back and alternating and it's another one that if they come out with it on on vinyl I might pick it up because it's a good it's a good listening full listening experience um yeah. I sent it to Mitchell and he said nothing back so I guess I guess it sucks
1: Mitchell needs to make a new bumper with the oatmeal conspiracy that's in the style of TV on the radio.
0: All right. I'm down.
1: And then a new outro that's in the style of his Golden Messenger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just everything you want. He needs to come, they need to record that Kiss from a Rose cover. So we put that in here. Talk about it. Intro.
1: And they record uh, that. We don't need no other bumpers. I'll tell you that.
0: Just I'll just play that. That's the whole episode of the show right there. Just, just loop that for that. 30 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else have you been consuming? Anything else? Uh, no. Yeah, that's it. So I watched Defy Bloods by Spike Lee.
1: Okay. So that was the movie we put on on our anniversary that I fell asleep in 30 minutes to.
0: <laughs> Did you not finish it?
1: Well, I haven't finished it yet because I can't. I can't tell whether or not Mackenzie wants to finish it with me or not. You know, uh, so
0: yeah, we watched it. in two But nights. I, I do want to finish it. Yeah, it's 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 long. It's two and a half hours. Okay. Well, I, I'll res- I'll reserve judgment, I guess, on it until you've seen well, it. Well, no, I want to hear what you have to say about it. It was good. I I don't consider it one of Spike Lee's best films. Um, I'd say it's like middle of the pack. But even like middle of the pack, Spike Lee is something I'm gonna get into. You know. Um, yeah, the actors were fantastic in it. It Features um, is his name Clark Peters that was in the Wire.
1: I mean, I just know him as Lester.
0: Yeah, I think his name's Clark Pete Clark Peters. Um, he's in it. He's great. Um, also the guy that plays uh, one of the corrupt politicians in the Wire, the guy that goes shit. Yeah. He's in it. Um, he's been in other Spike Lee movies too. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's really well acted. Um, it's a little bit disjointed in places. Yeah. Um, it. I don't know. I think that the story could have been tightened up a little bit. It's two and a half hours long, so it feels a little bit long. But uh, it had some interesting stuff in it. I really like the kind of interplay between, it's 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 about these Vietnam vets that go back to Vietnam, and it intercuts with footage of them from the past and then current footage of them trying to do this task. And um, it's I I like some of the 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 juxtaposition of those two The two eras Um, You know and it's Spike Lee So it had a lot of social commentary in it And I I thought it was really interesting Um, But like I said it's a little bit Disjointed but I'm interested to hear Your your opinions on it when you finish it
1: The first thing that struck me Was that all the flashback Scenes maintain the same Aged actors Except for you know, the one guy that Ch- the, the Chadwick Boseman plays. Yes. And I was like, I'm in on this. I like this, you know, don't yeah. give me a new set of actors that I'm trying to connect back to. You know, I thought it was an intentional choice that was neat.
0: Yeah, like, it was because it was I, at first it was jarring to me. So, so basically what, what you're saying is that when they go back in time, the actors are the same age they are in the present day, except for one of the guys. Um, and there's a reason for that. Um, it's no it's no secret
1: to say that he died yeah the
0: one of the guys that died stays the age that he was when he died and the rest of them are there you know the, but Present it's not like though. it's not like them remembering but it kind of gives that feel of them remembering it and of course they kind of remember themselves as they are now because they you know and yeah it was an interesting choice it was a little jarring at first for me and then once I was like okay I see why this was an actual choice that he did this um, compared to the Irishman, where they did the horrible de aging shit, um, right? It was way. Better.
1: Once again, we, we are triggering.
0: Sh- shitting on the Irish shit. Fuck the Irishman. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they didn't do any. of the, They actually did do a little de aging stuff at one point, but it wasn't very long, and it was. But I'm glad they didn't. The, I guess the other choice would have been to cast other actors that were looked like these guys but younger. Um, it's great soundtrack. Um and some 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 nice moments and some beautiful shots, like I think it was shot it looks like it was shot in Vietnam, and there's just some beautiful s- scenery in the jungle and stuff you know, yeah, um, it evokes some apocalypse Now vibes at times, which I'm sure was intentional um yeah it's worth watching yeah i'll I'll follow up with it i, I owen
1: owen didn't like it <clears throat> why uh, another why't he like he, it. Well, he just said, it's not good. <laughs> he said, unprompted film review. <laughs> watch The Five Bloods. It's not a good movie. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well,
0: that makes me want to watch it even more. He's also British. He doesn't understand. Yeah, he did not get it. He do not understand it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can understand why people wouldn't like it, but I like. I liked it. I thought it was... I don't know. Jackie liked it, too. So. Well, sweet. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Raising Arizona last night because we're trying to get through all the Coen Brothers movies again. And I've seen that one more than probably any of the other ones because my dad used to watch that movie on HBO when I was a kid. Oh, I, yeah? Yeah. That's a, Which is surprising because if you knew, met my dad, you wouldn't think he would be into that kind of movie. But that movie's really good. It's really funny. And uh, Nicolas Cage, like, at the, the height of his powers, I think. Um, And Holly Hunter's great in it.
1: Right. I've only seen it once. I mean, it okay. was back in the day, yeah. you know.
0: It's good. It's a short one. Not not super long, but... It's interesting to see now, because I'm picking up on watching the Coen Brothers movies and watching them kind of close together like this. I'm starting to see more ensemble actors that are in multiple ones that I was like, oh, it's that guy, but he's, he's in a bunch of these, you know? And I can't remember the names, like, right now, but just guys that, you know, just... Th- that guy it's that guy he's another stuff you know you see that they they like to work with some of the same actors over and over again yeah not just the big names but
1: the the aaron sorkin repertory company yeah the, and the so who else is uh christopher guest is the same. yeah
0: he does that that style of working with the same people over and over again
1: i'm blanking on the guy who did uh Boogie Nights, P.T. Anderson. Yeah, he does some some of that yeah, too. Yeah, he does that
0: too. Yeah, I'm yeah. oh, great. This oh. is.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is not a good episode.
0: <laughs> I mean, they can't all be great. Remember when they... we did the death episode?
1: We, didn't, we we didn't even release it. Did we didn't we?
0: release it. It was so bad we didn't release it. We we were like we had the idea that like let's do a whole episode about death. And I don't know why we chose to do that, but we being super emo at the time. And uh, yeah, I don't think we have ever released it. It's probably sitting on a hard drive somewhere. Well, if you still, we'll start a GoFundMe, if it re- hits the stretch goals, we'll we'll release it. <laughs> It'll be like that Wu Tang album that Martin Scorsese yeah. bought or whatever. <laughs> You can't you can't you can't let anybody listen to it. But
1: uh I think the title of the episode is <laughs> they can't all be good. <laughs> well, they can't all be good.
0: They can't all be good. That's <laughs> all right. It's good moments in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't give a shit. Fuck. fuck, they, fuck You've gotten
0: too much the past couple weeks. So they need we tone it down a little bit.
1: Yeah, the last two episodes were really good. This one's got a suck. Yeah. This will be the one I recommend to everybody.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got anything else to contribute? I'm all set. All right. Well, I guess uh we're, we're wrap it up here. You can find us online, IOLTOS dot com or on Facebook. I only really like their old stuff. And um yeah, the, I think the podcast is in the podcast is working in Apple now, right? fuck I know. I guess people are listening to it in Apple I don't know um, but you can find it on Spotify too I think that's the easiest place to listen to it that's the easiest yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah anyway we out fuck y'all
1: Enjoy another another episode. episode. I only like your stuff. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.